and hello everyone welcome to another week another episode weekly scoop got a lot going on got a lot of moving pieces uh no interview again but i will have an interview next week next episode uh then i'm gonna have another interview after that gonna have an nft founder come on talk about his project you know i'm, I'm super excited for that episode so i'm going to be recording it on a sunday which will be great a little football sunday um but also a, a podcast a weekly scoop sunday so i'm super stoked for that just gonna update this week on the market and just talk about maybe like you know things to look out for and and maybe projects to look out for uh some nft news and whatnot and we'll uh We'll get to get rolling. So no ads for the uh, promo, but let's get after it. And hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode. Super stoked to be here. Um, Wow. What a week. Uh, There's just so much going on in the world pretty chaotic right now uh you know we got we got a like a fake pump going on in the stock market uh we got bitcoin above 20k we got just like so many things going on right now that are uh putting the world in a frenzy and you know i think it's good though you know it's good to kind of like take a step back get in touch with yourself and uh just like have a better understanding in the world. And let's talk about NFTs though. And let's talk about something that I actually recently am going to read to you. It's uh, about alcohol brands. You know, I've noticed actually more alcohol brands stepping into the (laughs) NFT space. Uh, And it's interesting because regardless of your view on alcohol, you know, because it is a it is a toxin, it is a poison, uh, but it's so immersed into everyday life and commerce. Uh, it's it's such a pivotal aspect of the entertainment industry and just like society in a sense. So alcohol brands are now getting into NFTs. I've talked to uh, a person, I'm not going to name names, but I talked to a person in the NFT space that actually did a brand with like a specialty alcohol. It was a whiskey. Uh, Really cool stuff. Artwork was amazing. Uh, The NFT like utilization was amazing. Uh, There's just so much like use of it that uh, it was just incredible. So I'm going to look at, you know, why are alcohol brands stepping into the NFT space? This is from NFT News Today. So this article was published today um, since this is Wednesday. So NFT offerings in the alcohol industry are flourishing. One emerging concept is the tokenization of physical bottles, paving the way to verifiable authenticity and rewards gained through NFT ownership. Certificates of Authenticity. As with all rare and fine goods, NFTs help combat counterfeiting in the luxury wine and spirits industry. When each bottle has an NFT attached, real-time tracking and proof of authenticity are possible. Alcohol brands can work with blockchain certification solutions like 
Chai Vault to prove authenticity and provenance of their products. Marketplaces are also providing uh, minting services. So a new approach to fine wine investing. So a pioneer in this field is Block Bar. It's B-L-O-C-K Bar. An NFT marketplace for fine wine and spirits that connects customers directly with alcohol companies. Block Bar has so far partnered with high-end brands like Glenn Fittich, Caruzawa, OFC, and Remy Martin. These brands are reserved limited editions for Block Bar, which mints them as NFTs and releases NFT bottle collections on its platform. So Block Bar enables a whole new way of investing in wine and whiskey. Those are my two favorite things. Uh, I'm not not for uh, I don't drink alcohol every day. I drink alcohol. I think it's fair to say I do it on a weekly basis, like once, maybe twice a week. I mean, I've gotten a little more uh, like in term. I'm not like an alcohol by any means, but uh, in terms of like having a casual social drink, uh, I've. I've done it a lot more recently. Uh, I, I went on a huge like diet cut that I didn't drink for literally months um, at a time. So uh, anyway, back to the uh, article. I do think this is interesting and there's a very good use case here. So Block Bar enables a whole new way of investing in wine and whiskey. The bottle releases can occur via auctions on a first come first serve basis or through a random drawing. Moreover, owners can redeem their NFTs for real bottles and have them delivered to their addresses. Until redeemed, Blockbar secures the bottles in its warehouses in Singapore. Collectors can also trade the NFTs in the marketplace instead of redeeming them. So, ownership also gives additional benefits, such as private distillery tours, exclusive content, special discounts, and exclusive future NFT drops. Age your bottles first, then redeem. Like Block Bar, most beverage-related NFT projects offer owners the option to redeem NFTs for the actual bottle. Depending on the project, redemption can be immediate or later, <clears throat> allowing the owner to delegate the storage of the wine bottles in a safe place and benefit from the potential price increases during that time. For instance, Trefflin, Tref, Tref. Wow, this is this is a mouthful. Trefedlin. Wow, I can't even pronounce this right. Trefethen. Yeah, Trefethen. Sorry, it's T-R-E-F-E-T-H-E-N. Trefethen. That's just crazy. Sorry, guys. That was... Man, I can't believe I struggled with that. So this is a family-owned winery from Napa Valley offered nine bottles of their award-winning 2018 Cab Sav, so the Cabernet Savion, as NFTs. So for those of you that don't know wine exclusively, so Cabernet Savion is a red wine, and it's it's very uh, fruity because a Pinot Noir, from what I've experienced, is very dry, where a cab is more kind of fruity and, and, and more bodied and full. So they were selling these as NFTs. They're award-winning 2018 cab sabs. 
The winery will store the wine bottles in its inventory for up to 10 years on the behalf of the NFT owners from select countries. 10 years. So that that wine, if you guys understand wine investing, um, like wine value goes up as it ages, especially red wine. So like red wine, when it's like 10 years old, the resale value, way more. I need a drink there. So not just bottles, the beverage related NFT applications are not limited to tokenizing the actual bottles though. Using smart contracts, alcohol companies can build a variety of creative experiences for their customers. This is where the use case is guys. Like the NFT isn't just about the digital art. It's about the experience and the product that comes with the digital art. It's bridging the gap. And that's where my business, CryptoCoop Web3 Management, that's where my business comes in. My business can connect the two things for you. If you don't know how to figure that out, that's what I'm here for. I can be your creative coach in a sense. But this is this is amazing because it's like connecting your inner child and your inner being with your business. It's so empowering. And I and I want you guys to understand that because I think sometimes we miss that point. Um, and, and to continue, as important components of popular culture, NFTs are the gateway to establishing relationships with young generations. Some brands have NFT offerings, but they're not linked to physical beverages. Instead, they mainly capitalize on the Web3 culture. For instance, each NFT offered by Clive's, a Victoria-based cocktail bar, includes a recipe as unlockable content and grants access to digital experiences, special tastings, and AMA sessions with the bars, with the bars world-renowned bartender. This is what I'm talking about. Another project worth mentioning is Wine NFT Wine Club, which is building an exclusive wine club in the metaverse. The world-famous Lager producer Budweiser, also building its own metaverse, Budverse, where NFTs give special perks. For instance, each Budverse cans heritage NFT collection as an entry key to the metaverse and unlocks exclusive rewards. I'm not big on the metaverse. What I am big on is adding experiences to your NFTs. So like you're adding um, not just a cocktail bar, or not adding like a drink, you're adding an actual recipe with it as well. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp strives to improve myself mentally and the environment around me so that I can create the reality that I desire. I'd like to feel more like myself and I'd like to be less stressed. It boosts my confidence and I've been able to achieve this through therapy. If you're considering therapy, BetterHelp is a good place to start. It's a great option because you know it's convenient, it's easily accessible, it's affordable, and you don't have to worry about anything because it's all done online. Working around your schedule and attempting to visit an office can sometimes be a hassle. So trying to sit down with someone who believes that you can do it can also be challenging. So that being done virtually is a huge, huge step in the right direction. And so you can do this online anywhere at any time, and you can get matched with a therapist after filling out a short survey. Not only can you do that, but you can also switch therapists at any time, which I think is a very important piece to offer. 
So if you want to be a better problem solver, you know, therapy can help with this and it can help get you there by visiting betterhelp.com and visit betterhelp.com slash scoop. And that is S C O O P. And let's get back to our episode. So with NFTs, you know, I hope this use case gives you just a glimpse of what you can achieve through non-fungible tokens, because in the end, people are looking more for experience, not just experiences, not just products. And NFTs are are hopefully going to bridge the gap. And I think where we've misconstrued the term NFT is we've made it all about just the digital age and just like the digital art or things that you can't tangibly uh, experience, whether it's taste, touch, uh, smell, uh, and and all those things. So I hope this this article kind of helps with that because, like I said, I'm not a huge fan of the metaverse and metaverse concepts. What I am a fan of with NFTs is how we can bridge the gap between the consumer and the uh, producer. So to finish off everything, um, NFTs can can be a powerful financial tool for wineries. So just like artists receive ongoing royalties from the secondary market in NFT sales, uh, wineries that issued the bottle originally can continue earning royalties from every trade if that's encoded into the smart contract. So in the case of uh, Black Bar, like I was mentioning, for example, 10% of the royalties is split between the marketplace and the winery itself. Um, so some initiatives can carry DeFi opportunities in the world of, you know, growing grapes and grape vines. So there's quite a few examples. Um, there's also another one that I'll just take a glimpse at real quick. It's called uh, WIV, W-I-V. So it's the first company bringing physical to digital um, as NFTs. That's what their website says. But the company is building a decentralized wine fund that will kind of lower the barriers to wine investing. So uh, VinoVest, if you guys have ever heard of it, uh, it's a, a wine investment platform, but you have to start out like you have your initial investments like, I want to say it's like $1,500. This uh, site can can help with those with those costs and not make it so crazy. It's actually partnered with uh, Polygon, which I'm not surprised by. Um, so additionally, NFT owners can earn yields and use their wine collections as collateral to take on uh, DeFi loans, which is a very unique concept because you know whenever you take out loans, um, you kind of take out like a, a promissory note that you're going to pay it back, or like you try to leverage gold, silver, like, or um, even your car, you can use as collateral on, on specific loans. But with this, you can you can purchase an NFT and then use that same NFT like wine bottle as collateral to get, you know, a $5,000 loan or something of that nature. That's basically what they're trying to say with this. So plenty of um, plenty of opportunities uh, in, in the works there. But then another kind of new NFT is, uh, or I guess NFT marketplace I want to talk about is uh, GameStop. And so from NFT 
news today. They also talk about um, new DApps report reveals key insights on GameStop and NFT marketplace. For those of you that don't know what GameStop is, GameStop is a digital like reseller of pretty much video games of video game content. Um, they started out as kind of a meme for the stock market like i want to say that was a year or two ago uh with the whole wall street bets thing which is uh pretty funny to to see where they've come now uh they they've utilized kind of that inflated stock pump to kind of refinance themselves and reinvent themselves um so the new DApps report has switched its focus to gamestop analyzing the company's performance since crossing over into web3 july of 2022 so, like I said, it was the biggest video game retailer uh, in the United States, actually in the world, and it reinvented itself as an NFT uh, gaming marketplace uh, as of last year, or actually this year, I should say. Um, they So, in a fiercely competitive market, GameStop re uh, currently retains a top 10 position. So, that's according to the new DAPS report, uh, which is a reliable, like... Um, decentralized application uh, company or reporter. So as of August 2022, so this was like two months ago, GameStop is ranked as the ninth largest NFT marketplace with a total trading volume of $6 billion. So they obviously have a strong foothold and they have a graph on this that, that goes to show like their trading volume and their trade count. Uh, it looked like it was at... Is that by million? Yeah, so about $2 million. And then the trade count has dropped since then, uh, and so is the trade volume. But uh, moreover, GameStop's best day in business was on the second day after its launch when its trading volume reached $2 million in total. So that was just one day. So the trading volume, total trading volume for GameStop is just over $22 million, which is 58% of uh, what was earned in the first trading month of July. So they have earned an estimated $500,000 since its launch. That's in total. And that's that's from a profit standpoint. And obviously, you know, you may ask the question, what's ahead? Well, what's ahead is OpenSea, obviously, because their trading their daily trading volume is 10 million dollars which is an average of about 35,000 unique traders um and it's well behind that uh from GameStop's perspective like they only have like 10,000 probably traders so you're looking at a 20,000 trader like 20,000 person difference um Magic Eden has 7% of the total market, which is also ahead of GameStop because GameStop has like less than 1% of uh, organic NFT sales. NBA Top Shot is another one that's ahead of GameStop because um, they also have a trading a total volume of $7 million in August, and that's 5% higher than what GameStop was doing as well. Um so, I mean, obviously GameStop is still very young in the marketplace, but uh, there's still a use case there in, in terms of where it's where it's going and where it's growing because the NFT 
gaming marketplace is where NFTs will probably thrive the most. Um, partly because of uh, metaverse technologies and and those capabilities around um, augmented reality and virtual reality, and you you see that with the uh, meta like goggles and all that shit, and then also with um, PlayStation View is another one they use VR capabilities as well. Which, like I said, I'm not a fan of that. That's not where my where my head lies with NFTs. My head lies more in the uh, use case where we can bridge the gap between tangible assets and uh, digital assets as well. So, I mean, GameStop also hasn't marketed themselves very well for the past like 10 years. Like they just created their Twitter account in March of 2022. So like, obviously they haven't really gained a lot of leverage organically like most of these uh, NFT projects have done in the past few months. So, you know, you got to just take into effect that GameStop's very young, but it has reinvented itself and it just goes to show that businesses are willing to adapt to in order to survive. And I think that's an important note to add is, um, you know, I talked about Starbucks partnering with Polygon, same with Mercedes and Disney. Um, those are those are big corporations that are adapting Web3 technology uh, to gain a foothold in their respective marketplaces. So GameStop literally getting on social media to organically market themselves um, as an NFT marketplace uh, is huge. And they closed like all their um, brick and mortar stores, which is another important uh, note to add. I don't think you'll see a GameStop uh, store like wherever you live. So that is where I'm going to, I'm going to let you digest that. Um, Like I said, I was really more just going for just like weekly reading and weekly information to give you guys. And this week was more based on just like NFTs and, and how there are more and more use cases coming with the, uh, platforms and the technologies and the, and the companies themselves. So, you know, take that with as you may. Um, and I, and next week, like I said, I'm going to talk to an NFT project called bad bears. That's gained about 30,000 followers on Instagram. Uh, they're on OpenSea. They have really good capabilities, really good utility around the project. So we're going to talk to the founder talk to the story of how Bad Bears came about and just kind of their other projects that have stemmed from it. Uh, and and hopefully you guys kind of get some inspiration if you're looking at creating NFT projects of your 